Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, your radio show that keeps you fit and helps you keep a healthy lifestyle. Well, by now the holidays are over and all of the indulging is set on their way. And by now you've probably all worked on your New Year's resolution of hopefully shrinking that waistline and working on that scale. And certainly you've adapted this new lifestyle of getting on that scale and and noticing the trends of weighing yourself every single day. And you've probably noticed the differences of your weight from day to day to day. Well, these fluctuations are something that haunts people, for sure, because it is something in my profession that that I am often asked is, why does the scale fluctuate so much? Well, I've put a lot of thought into this over the years, and I've actually studied it, and I've done some research on it myself as to why the scale has these extreme fluctuations. So I thought, what better time to have a show about why the scale fluctuates so much than at the end of a month in which people have been working really, really, really hard in getting weight off and perhaps seeing some results, but then also facing the frustrations where you might get on the scale and you might see this huge influx of weight for no reason and wonder, why does this happen? So is this daily weight fluctuation normal? Well, if you weigh yourself every day, you will probably notice that the number on the scale can change significantly from one day to the next. Sometimes the weight change or the fluctuation is really, really obvious. Um, There are many reasons for these fluctuations, and sometimes it has nothing to do with the amount of fat that you have either gained or lost. And oftentimes, these fluctuations and these numbers that are displayed on the scale can cause an overwhelming frustration amongst people that will cause them to throw in the towel and perhaps even lead them to quitting Um, this whole weight loss adventure to begin with. So this is my message for you today. And, And bright and clear, the scale is just a guide. So very importantly, before I continue on with anything else, you need to know that the scale is just a guide. But it is an important guide because ultimately it is going to show you Um, your progress, um, but the fluctuations are going to occur. And the very top and most important thing that you need to realize is that you need to accept that these fluctuations are going to happen. Perhaps you indulged in a big meal the night before bedtime, and that food has not digested yet. Well, you're going to see a weight gain on the scale the next day. Does that mean 
that you've gained fat? No, it does not. That just means that the food that you consumed before bed is still sitting in your stomach and it has not digested. And therefore, you need to give your body time for it to digest. And once it does, the weight will drop. There's a difference between a number on the scale being up because of weight uh, in grams and a, a number on the scale being up because of fat. Perhaps the scale is down and you have no idea why it's down. And that could be because you weighed yourself after a sweaty workout. Well, sweat is liquid and liquid weighs ounces. And if you were to get on the scale after a sweaty workout or sitting in the sauna, surely you are going to weigh less. Does that mean that you've lost fat? No, it does not. So if you're trying to lose weight or change your body composition, you might be tempted to believe that your daily fluctuation is due to fat loss or gain, and that is a possibility. But there are many factors that will affect your weight from day to day. So what is normal weight fluctuation? Well, normal weight fluctuation um, can be anywhere between a five-pound weight shift and this is based on a recent study um, by an endocrinologist that a typical weight swing um, on average uh, could be as much as five pounds. Now, does this mean it is five pounds of fat? No, it is not five pounds of fat. That is five pounds of body fluids. And this is what I'm going to get into. So we have first weight fluctuation from sodium. I joke with my clients and I always say that sodium's the devil because it is. If you consume a pickle, one pickle could have more sodium in it than you're supposed to have in one day. My last show last week was about sodium. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because if you consume a high sodium meal, and it could be the healthiest meal in the world, um, and if you go out to eat a lot, a lot of restaurants, foods are racked up high in sodium, you're going to weigh more the next day on the scale. So high salt foods can cause water retention. The extra water does add up in pounds on the scale. Some people are more sodium sensitive than others, and some people retain water easier than others. So if you think that you consume a lot of sodium, um, or if you don't think you consume a lot of sodium, it's time to start keeping track of it. Start looking at the milligrams of salt on some of the food items that you consume and start paying attention to how often you reach for that salt shaker. Cold cuts, frozen meats, savory sauces are particularly high in sodium. Canned soups are a common culprit, especially in the wintertime. Um, many varieties of soups come in low-sodium varieties, but they are still very high in salt. So if you are somebody that notices these high influxes of weight on the scale, check out the sodium. Um, I can give you an example. Uh, I was out dining with a friend. We went out to lunch, and we made a really great choice uh, we went to Olive Garden, and we got the all-you-can-eat soup and salad, and the minestrone soup is only 100 calories for a bowl. And I was like, wow, this is a score, right? All-you-can-eat. Yeah, right. So we each had two bowls for 200 calories, right? What better thing to do than that? Uh, then we had the salad, 
And we got the light dressing on the side, and it had all the fixings on there. And we love pepperoncinis, so we're munching on the pepperoncinis. Well, the next day, both of us weighed ourselves, and I think I was up three pounds, and she was up five pounds, and she was really trying to lose weight, and she's crying on my shoulder. And I looked up the sodium, and I think each bowl of of soup was something like 850 milligrams of sodium, and each pepperoncini was like 400. So do the math. We left there having more sodium than we should have had in three days. And so it was no wonder that our scales were up. Did we do bad? Did we make bad decisions when we went to Olive Garden? We we made the best decisions we could have made at Olive Garden of all places. I mean, we could have had fettuccine Alfredo, but we made really good choices. However, um, what we saw on the scale was a temporary weight gain due to sodium. All right. So other times you might see weight fluctuations. Uh, carbohydrates. Carbohydrates um, will actually cause a water retention in grams in your muscles. If you love bread, pasta, rice, or other starchy carbs, the weight gain you see on the scale is related to the carbohydrate intake. For every gram of carbohydrate you consume, your body retains about three grams of water in order to store the fuel source. So if you are somebody that is loving those carbs, uh, those carbs are going to show up as water weight on the scale until you burn them off. So for that reason, if you eat a very high carbohydrate meal, your body will likely increase in weight, um, not, not fat, but in weight until that is burned off. Um, I'm a marathon runner. When I carb load for a race, I will usually weigh two pounds heavier before I run my race. And that is not fat. My muscles are filled with fluid uh, because of the carbohydrates that I consumed. Um, so again, this is not fat. It is a fluid that comes from the refined carbohydrates uh, in the foods. Okay, so now this one here, this one here is usually the culprit for people that might see a spike in their in their weight. And it is weight fluctuation from actual food. <laughs> so food intake, <laughs> food intake, of course, is going to cause a slight or possible um, large increase of, of weight on the scale. So let me give you an example. If you were to eat a heavy meal and go to bed and get up the next day, and like I said earlier, weigh yourself, that food is still sitting in your stomach. And so therefore, it is still going to show on the scale. So no matter what, if the food has not been digested, um, the scale is going to show an increased number. Um, if you drink a bunch of water and then you hop on the scale, it's going to show an increased number. Um, according to some experts, consuming two cups of water um, beverages just just with your food um, will increase your body weight by a pound. So I did a little experiment. Of course I did. I took a 16-ounce bottle of water, and I weighed myself before I drank it, and I drank my 16-ounce bottle of water, and I weighed myself after, and guess what? I was exactly one pound heavier. Does that mean that I gained a pound? It does not. 
Because as soon as I digest the water and I go to the bathroom, I'm back to my normal weight. So, so the fluctuation you see is not your body weight. It is merely just a fluctuation. However, if you eat an overabundance of food and those calories get metabolized and consumed and set in, the, the food will turn to fat eventually. But my point here in telling you this is oftentimes people will get up in the morning, they'll drink a cup of coffee, they'll eat a bowl of oatmeal, and then they'll go weigh themselves, and they'll be upset because they're up two or three pounds. Well, what they're eating is now in their stomach, and now they're on the scale, and therefore the weight is, is not valid. Um, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and we're talking about why the scale may fluctuate so much throughout the day or from day to day and what things might cause the fluctuations. So this one's my favorite one. And if you're a client of mine, you guys can just all laugh out loud right now because once you become a client of Get You Fit, you automatically, instantly talk about bowel movements. And and this one here is is a famous one, of course. If you are not regular and you do not have regular bowel movements, you are not going to have regular weigh-ins. You're just not. You are definitely going to see fluctuations on the scale due to bowel movements. Now, the, the big question, how much does your poop weigh? Drum roll. Well, in a recent study, investigators found that you might produce uh, 125 to almost 170 grams of stool a day. And what does that convert to? It could, it could come up to about two pounds. Um, and, and, and I know that sounds crazy. Um, and, and don't ask me if I've studied it. Don't. But I, I can tell you this. My, my clients have. And, and I have had many, many people text me when they start a new food program and they're really upset because the weight is not moving. And the first thing I do is I text them, did you? And now I love emojis because now I don't have to say the word. I just send them the little emoji, did you, little emoji. And they write back, no. And I'll say, how many days? And they'll say three. And, and that right there is, is, is a wonder to why the scale has not moved. So, so having regular bowel movements is something that might cause the scale to fluctuate. All right, weight fluctuations from exercise. So if you're somebody that has developed the habit of weighing themselves after you exercise because you know the scale is going to show a lower number, this is a habit that you should stop doing. I call this a dehydrated weigh-in. Um, when you weigh yourself after you've exercised, you are weighing yourself after you've depleted liquid from your body. You sweat. And even though your, your, your workout clothes might not look sweaty, you are still sweating out of your pores. The, sw the sweat might dissipate and might evaporate. Um, the average person loses 25 to 45 ounces of sweat during an hour of exercise. So, so if you are somebody that is out running, and especially in higher temperatures, 
you're going to get on that scale and you are going to weigh a couple pounds less. Um, I've weighed myself after a marathon. I've weighed five pounds less. It's crazy. Um, So don't weigh yourself after exercise because you're getting a fake weight. And the reason I'm telling you this is if you weigh yourself after exercise and you see that number and then one day you get up and you weigh yourself before you exercise, you're going to have a heart attack because you're going to think you gained all this weight and and you're giving yourself invalid information. So that leads me to my next point. Your weight will not fluctuate as much if you weigh yourself under the same conditions every day. So my point is weigh yourself after you've gone to the bathroom, before you exercise, and before you've eaten because those variables are always going to be the same. Um, If you start messing around with those variables and you start weighing yourself on Monday before breakfast, but then on Tuesday you weigh yourself after you work out and on Wednesday you weigh yourself after dinner, you are going to have some crazy fluctuations. So the, the, the more regular you weigh yourself across the board time-wise, um, the less you're going to see those fluctuations. Okay. Um, what about medication? Certain medications can actually cause you to gain weight. Um, some of them actually cause you to have an increase in your appetite that will cause you to eat more, which will then cause you to gain weight. Um, but a lot of these medications just flat out cause you to retain water. Um, when you retain water, just like I said earlier, it's no different than eating that pickle um, or high sodium meal. You're not necessarily gaining fat, you're just retaining water. Um, Earlier uh, this year, I talked about how the sponge was a really good analogy to why weight can fluctuate so much. So if you heard the episode about my sponge, then I'm going to talk about it again. Um, If you were to take a kitchen sponge, and it's your regular four by three kitchen sponge, and you opened it up from, from the package, it's brand new, it's light and fluffy, and you put it on the scale, and it weighed three grams. Um, it looks the way it looks, dimension-wise, size-wise. Um, if you were to dip it in a bowl of water and put it on the scale, it's probably going to weigh 20 grams now because it's soaked with fluid. Um, it's heavier. It's increased in weight tremendously. But when you look at the sponge, dimension-wise, it's still the same, right? It's still three by four, whatever it is. It it's, looks exactly the same. Um, has it gotten larger? No, it has not. If it were to put on jeans, it would still fit into the same size jeans. If you were to now take the sponge and you were to drench it out, lay it out in the sun, leave it there for a week, and, and dehydrate it completely, we all know what a dehydrated sponge looks like, it's now going to be light as a feather. A dehydrated sponge weighs less than a soaked sponge, and it weighs less than a fresh sponge out of the package. It's so light that you could blow on it, and it'll blow off the table. If you were to take that sponge now and put it on the scale, it would weigh less than a gram. But the dimensions of the sponge are still the same. So in this case, 
the sponge is dehydrated. Um, it would still fit into the same size jeans if it were wearing jeans, but it weighs a lot less. In this case, the dehydrated sponge is no different than the person that gets on the scale after they have exercised. It's a fake weight. So weight fluctuations with medication can cause the same thing as the sponge analogy. You might take a medication that might dehydrate you. Um, there's a lot of diuretics that draw liquids out of your system, a lot of um, blood pressure medications um, that cause dehydration. Um, these will cause you to weigh less. And then there's some steroids that actually cause you to retain water. And in that case, you're going to weigh more. Does this mean that your jeans aren't going to fit? No, you're still the same size, just like the sponge. So don't let that trip you when you get on the scale. If you are certainly on medications and you know you're on medications, don't let that upset you if the scale is off. Okay, so girls, weight fluctuation from menstrual cycle. Most women do notice that there is a degree of bloating during that time of the month. Um, certainly, like we said earlier, fluid retention does occur. And just like I said earlier, it's water weight. One of the things that weighs the most is water. Um, if you were to take a slice of bread and weigh it and take a glass of milk and weigh it, the milk's going to weigh more. So anytime you're faced with something um, and it, it, it has to do with water weight, just know that it's going to weigh more. All right. So if you want to assess your average water weight fluctuation, um, what you could do for that is, like I said, always weigh yourself uh, around the same time of day. And if, if you're having issues with trying to figure out, hmm, am I retaining water or am I retaining fat, um, do your measurements. Uh, this is one of the most important things that I do with my clients when they are starting a new program is I have them buy a tape measure and I have them measure around their waistline, around their navel, I measure around their hips, I measure around their legs, and I have them take note of their wrist size. Um, if you're retaining water, your wrists are going to be a lot larger. Um, if you are retaining water, your watch is going to feel funny. Your rings are not going to fit. We all know that feeling when you get up in the morning after a high sodium meal, how your rings feel tight. That is water weight. That is sodium retention. So these are just some of the things that uh, you can take note of so you can see what is the difference between a water weight and a true weight. All right, so to review, how do you weigh yourself for success? Use your scale as a guide, but not your only and primary method. Weigh yourself with a scale that you know is accurate. Use the same scale every day and the same time of day. Make sure the scale is on a flat and hard surface and make sure you're not holding anything when you get on that scale. If you've read my book, Girlfriend's Guide to Weight Loss, uh, chapter five is about weighing yourself, and I crack a bunch of jokes of, of 
people weighing themselves and moving the scale around in the bathroom until they get the weight that they really want to see. Well, what's funny about that is it doesn't change your weight. So wherever that scale is, leave it put and leave it there because it's not going to change the results. Um, Weigh yourself at the same time every day. Try to weigh yourself at the same time every day. Um, Believe it or not, I've had people that um, have gotten up early for vacation and they weigh themselves at four in the morning when they're used to to weighing themselves at seven in the morning. And you are going to weigh more um, if you weigh yourself earlier in the morning because you've gone to the bathroom one less time perhaps. And so your bladder might be more full at three in the morning than it would be at seven. I mean, all these things have little factors. So try to weigh yourself around the same time of day. I mean, not within minutes, but within hours. Um, Either weigh yourself every day with clothes on or weigh yourself every day without clothes on. Be consistent with that. Um, You know, if you're going to weigh yourself every day with clothes on, make sure that your clothes are at least light clothes. You know, if if you're wearing these heavy pajamas or, you know, don't wear jeans and cowboy boots because you know that's going to weigh a lot. But if you're wearing something light, then you know that's only a pound. You can kind of subtract it in your head. And incorporate other tools of measurements. Um, There are a lot of scales now. They're fancy-dancy scales that tell you all these other things about your water weight and your body fat analysis and all these other, you know, data interpretations. But be careful with them because sometimes they are not always accurate. So use the measure that you're using and make sure that it is reliable. Make sure that it is accurate and make sure that you don't obsess about it because the true form of assessing your weight is how you look, how you feel, and how your clothes feel on you. And the most important is if you're doing everything right, and you're following a plan that works for you, and you're following a healthy meal plan, and you're eating everything healthy, and drinking the amount of water that you're supposed to be drinking, and the scale is cooperating in a way, and the whole big picture is what matters, not day to day, the big picture is what matters, then you know you're doing something right. So the scale is to be used as a guide. Keep that in mind as you hop on every single day. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Get on that scale. Treat it wisely. And remember, scale is just a guide. Enjoy your day. 